My trailer trashed addict tough guy neighbor keeps stealing my mail and tries to act tough. So I respond by helping the state take his kid, get him arrested, and make him lose everything. Here's how I pulled off my revenge. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. It all started about four months ago while I was living in a terrible duplex in a bad part of the city where I used to live. I had been living in this duplex for about a year and a half and even though it wasn't in a good part of the city, no one really bothered us and our neighbors were pretty normal so I didn't really mind it. At least not not until my old neighbors moved out and Satan's minions moved in. I knew from the moment I met them that there was going to be an issue. There were five of them all together, three guys, one baby, and one girl. And these were the only one bedroom places. I tried my best not to judge. So I went over while they were moving to say hello and welcome them to the area. I walk over and say, hey, how's it going? I guess you guys are my new neighbors now, huh? All five of them at the exact same time stopped what they were doing and stared at me. The oldest of the bunch was a guy and I extended my hand out to shake his and he just looked at my hand and then looked up at me and said, what do you want kid? I replied, just to welcome you guys to the area. Sorry to bother you. He just stared at me. So I started to walk off and as I did, I looked back and he said, lift with your knees, now with your back, just to be a jerk. That was the only contact I had with them for the next two weeks. This is when things started going missing. I had ordered a very expensive pair of headphones for my music hobby and my girlfriend had some expensive makeup that seemed to have just disappeared. The orders said delivered, but the stuff was nowhere to be found. So I did the logical thing and knocked on the door right next to mine. The guy answered almost before my fist left the door and stared me down with a crazed look in his eye. He said nothing for a solid 8 seconds. So I said, hey, I'm missing some mail and I was wondering if maybe you guys had picked up some packages by mistake. He continues to stare at me and I know Notice some white powder peeking out from one of his nostrils and I suddenly get a better idea of who this guy is. He then snorts really loudly and spits on the porch in front of me and says, no, but if I did, what does that mean? At this point, I'm frustrated and I say, what are you getting at? You realize mail theft is a federal crime, right? He immediately gets in my face and says, anything coming to my house belongs to me. And if you want something of mine, then you're going to have to pay for it. It all becomes very clear to me now. This guy is your typical trailer trash addict tough guy. So I continue to look at him in his bloodshot and bruised eyes and say, Look, if you have my stuff, I will find out. Don't say I didn't try to negotiate with you. And then I left. I then went to my local sporting goods store and purchased a game camera. I set the camera up in the tree in our shared front yard while they were gone and then ordered some stuff on Amazon to bait the trap. Sure enough, I had video of them not only taking my mail but performing four illegal substance deals on my porch. At this point, I am pissed, but I'm a reasonable guy, so I try to go over to work this out with the help of the law. I knock on the door and I'm greeted by the same crazy-eyed guy and the same bloodshot stare as before. This time, he greets me with, do you want to buy something or do I need to tell you to piss off? I almost walked away right there, but I was keeping it together because I had the power and I wanted to gloat. I replied, look, I I know what you do for a living and I know you have my mail. I just want my stuff back and I don't want any more illegal substance deals going on around my house or I'll call the police.
police. He gets furious immediately and starts to yell in my face, Go F yourself, little F slur boy. This is my house and you aren't going to do nothing to me. I own this whole town and if you try anything, I will mess you up so bad they'll never identify the body. I just smiled the biggest smile of my entire life and replied, Okay, see you later, man, and walked away. You see, the first time after talking to this guy, I decided that I was going to record our conversation conversation with my phone just to get any extra evidence in case I turned it all over to the police. I had just recorded him giving me a death threat. I called the cops, gave them all the video footage of the mail theft, of the illegal substance deals going down, and the audio of him threatening me. Luckily, this happened in a one-party state, so all evidence could be used in court. Him and his cohorts were all arrested. Their kid was taken by CPS, and I just watched from my front window with the most accomplished feeling probably ever in my entire life. I haven't gotten my stuff back yet though and I still have to testify in court. So am I the jerk? These neighbors are probably people who have never had somebody fight back against what they were doing and that's why it went down the way that it did with such hostility and the original poster having to go to the lengths he did in order to get proof. And usually it's a sad situation when parents get a kid taken but from the sounds of it pretty much anything would be a better environment to grow up in than this with all the deals going on constantly constantly and the adults in the house that were always on something threatening people to come to their door all the time. That kid will probably have a much better life anywhere else and these neighbors probably never would have been found out if they just didn't steal the original posters packages, at least not for a while. They were probably already making a ton of money as it was because of the nature of their business, but then they got greedy and had to steal this guy's headphones and that was the straw that broke the camel's back. It pushed him into setting up the cameras, getting video proof of what was going down and ultimately turning them in. Now they lost their kid, their freedom, and all that money that they had been making. So was the revenge justified or was it going too far? Let me know down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. Before we jump into the next story, don't forget to subscribe to the second channel where you can hear some of my personal stories. Link down below in the description. My wife and her best friend accused me of having an affair and then got angry when I didn't have one. I'm a 31 year old male and my wife is 29. We had a baby last December. It was a traumatic birth and my wife developed postpartum depression. While she was originally going to go back to work after the birth, she's been struggling enough that we decided to wait until our daughter was a year old and reassess. She has been going to therapy weekly. With my wife home full time, I've had to work increased hours. This is something we discussed prior to making this decision, and she knew this from the start. A few weeks ago, my boss approached me about a project that would require a lot of overtime in a short amount of time. It would both be great financially and for my career. I talked to my wife about it, and she agreed that I should say yes to my boss. For four weeks I'd be working on this and my mother-in-law and her best friend Jesse, who's 29, would come help out with some of the duties that I typically do. Jesse is a stay-at-home mom with a four-year-old and a two-year-old. She began coming over during the day and would watch the kids with my wife. Three weeks into the project, it became clear that we need a few more weeks to get it together. I went home that night and talked to my wife about it. She said she was okay with it but got very cold in the days after. It was an unusual behavior over the past few months so I didn't think much of it and tried not to take it personally. During the last week of the project, I got home one night and saw Jesse was still at the house. I didn't think much about it. I said hi to her and my wife and then went to go check on our daughter. Before I could get into her room, I heard Jesse say something along the lines of, He doesn't even stop to greet you? Definitely a sign. I turned around and asked what it was a sign of. Immediately, my wife started crying and Jesse started accusing me of having an affair. She told me that I must hate my wife because she has postpartum depression.
depression and that I'm not attracted to her because she's gained weight from the pregnancy. Neither of these things are true. I'm trying my best to help my wife through her postpartum depression while supporting our family and I think she looks great how she is now. She just hasn't wanted to do the deed and I haven't pushed. Jesse then demanded to see my phone. I told her no. She told me that's a sign that I'm guilty. I told my wife that I would let her see my phone if she wanted to. She nodded and something inside me broke. I guess it was the thoughts that she actually believed that I was having an affair that really got to me and that she didn't trust me after everything we've been through. Well, she looked through the phone and there was no evidence. Jesse started saying that I deleted the evidence. She started screaming and that woke up our daughter. So I told her to get out of the house. Eventually, she left and I went to calm our daughter since my wife was still on the couch crying. When my daughter was asleep again, I sat down by my wife and tried to talk to her about what's been happening. She told me that she's been worried ever since I started working all the overtime. I told her that we talked about how good of an opportunity it was and she agreed to letting me take on this project. She said it was very suspicious to increase the length of the project. I told her that happened sometimes. She wanted more evidence. So I showed her messages and emails with timestamps from work and pay stubs showing the overtime. She said she believed me and she was sorry for doubting me. It was just that Jesse had been telling her these were all signs that I was cheating. I asked her why she believed Jesse more than me and why didn't she come to me with her concerns. She didn't have a real answer. It's been a couple of weeks and the project is over. I actually scaled back and I'm trying to work a little less than I was before on the project so I can spend more time with my wife and daughter. But I feel so burnt out trying to do everything and becoming resentful because in the back of my mind, I know that my wife doesn't trust me. I ask myself, what happens the next time I have a project? or if I have to run errands one day, or if I have a business trip, am I going to come back every time to accusations that I'm cheating? I've tried bringing it up a couple times, but my wife tells me it's not the time and that she's tired or sad. I try to be mindful of her feelings, but I wonder if that means I can never have any of my own. I'm not sure what to do here. Any advice for how I can move forward? Jumping into the future, there is an update. That night, I approached my wife and told her that I was going to find a therapist. I didn't connect it to her accusations or anything, just said that I was having a tough time and I needed therapy. She shrugged and then told me to do whatever. The next day I got home from work and our room and my home office was ripped apart. Things were everywhere. Important papers were scattered. I don't see her, but our daughter is in her room crying. My wife left her alone? Her cell phone's off? I call my in-laws and a few friends, but no one's seen her. I'm starting to get worried, and I call my mom to see if she can babysit while I go out and look for her. Before my mom can get home, my wife gets back. Jessie's driving. Jessie doesn't come in. She hasn't been back in the house since I kicked her out because she was offended by my behavior, but my wife does. She's clearly upset, been crying. I ask what happened. I thought at first the house might have been robbed. She starts screaming at me that I'm being unfaithful and that therapy is a front so that I can meet my mistress. I try to calm her down and tell her that's not true. But she came at me and swung. My nose is broken. She kind of realized what she did and sat down on the couch and went comatose. Just stared at the wall. I went into my daughter's room and locked the door. I called my mom to tell her what happened. She was already on her way and my mother-in-law to ask her to come 
come over and take care of my wife. I packed a bag for my daughter and when my mom got there, we left. My wife didn't even look up. We dropped my daughter off with my dad and then went to urgent care for my nose. I got blood all over my mom's brand new Subaru. My daughter and I are staying with my parents for a while and my wife is staying with hers. I'm looking into getting a restraining order against Jesse. My wife and I are separating. I love her, but I won't live with someone who hurts me and who could potentially hurt our daughter. I am not going forward with a divorce yet with the hopes that my wife's will get the treatment she needs and we can work things out. My in-laws told me they're looking at inpatient treatment at a local hospital, but I also have everything well documented in case of an eventual custody battle. My heart is broken because I know this isn't my wife. This is a sickness in her mind, but I need to keep myself and our daughter safe and give her the space to recover. I'm hoping that this is the right decision. Jumping into the future, there is a sad update. My wife passed away on early Monday morning, convinced by her friend, Jesse, that I was having an affair that I did not have. She had a mental break, which resulted in my taking of our infant daughter and staying with my parents for a while. She was with her parents who planned on taking her to the hospital for inpatient treatment on Monday. On Sunday, she came to my parents' house and demanded that I give her our daughter. Because she had left her alone for several hours the last time she was responsible for her and had gotten physical with me, I refused. I offered to let her come in and spend time with her while my parents and I were present, but she didn't want to come in and wanted to take our daughter with her. She was upset, but left eventually. A few hours later, she drove her parents' car into a tree and died. The friend, Jessie, came to see my daughter and me yesterday. After some tears, she told me that she was planning to speak at my wife's funeral. She had already cleared it with my in-laws, but was letting me know as a courtesy. I told her she would not be speaking at the funeral. We fought, and she left after telling me that I was a jerk and not the only person who loved my wife. I talked to my in-laws, who were adamant that Jessie be allowed to speak. She and my wife knew each other since they were kids and my in-laws were close to her. We're all very fragile right now and I fear that pushing this further would hurt my relationship with my in-laws, which I don't want. Still, the thought of seeing Jesse up there at my wife's funeral makes me sick. I don't think I can stand to listen to her knowing that she took joy in my wife's deteriorating mental health and picked up my wife, leaving my daughter home alone. That said, I don't trust myself to make the best decisions right now. My mind's clouded by grief, guilt, and fear. My parents are split on what to do, and I don't have the energy to reach out to my friends. So I'm coming here again to ask for your advice. What should I do? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This was a horrifying story. I did not expect it to get that dark. From the way the OP tells it here, it sounds like the postpartum depression is the key factor that allowed his wife's mind to be so susceptible to the influence of Jesse. And since the entire crux of this story is built around postpartum depression, I wanted to actually look up to learn a little bit about it and tell you guys for those that may not know. So everything that happened here apparently is not the only symptom from that. According to the wiki, some of the other symptoms include extreme sadness, low energy, anxiety, crying episodes, irritability, and changes in sleeping or eating patterns. I mean, he even describes in the story how she went comatose on the couch after she got physical with him. Apparently, it affects 15% of women after childbirth, and there's a thing called postpartum psychosis, which is a more severe form of postpartum mood disorder, and that occurs much less frequently, about one or two people out of every 1,000. And apparently, the psychosis part of postpartum psychosis implies the presence of manic symptoms, stupor or catatonia, perplexity, confusion, disorders of the will and the self and or hallucinations. And there's a bunch of other ones, but whether it's postpartum depression or postpartum psychosis, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but something was definitely playing on her mind. The fact that he actually showed her proof that he was not cheating. He had the pay stubs for the overtime, the messages from his boss, but yet she was still susceptible to the friend who was trying to tell her that he was having an affair. Really, demonstrates the severity of her mental state at the time. I mean, even the lack of judgment, leaving a newborn baby alone and driving off on a whim. All of that adds up to something was seriously wrong in her mind and it all led to this tragic outcome. So if this was you in this situation, would you allow Jesse to speak at your wife's funeral? Let me know down below. I'm a 29-year-old female and I keep finding long hairs in my bathroom, which is strange because my 32-year-old husband is bald and I have a short pixie crop hairstyle. This started a few weeks ago. While cleaning the bathroom, I found a number of long hair strands over my bathroom wall by the shower. This struck me as very odd because not only does my husband not have hair, I also wear a very cropped short hairstyle. So it's impossible for the strands I found to belong to either me or my husband. Confused, I washed them away but couldn't stop thinking about it. I decided not to mention it, but I kept looking out for them. There seems to be a pattern that there's hairs appearing when I'm either at work or out for a long period of time. I feel like I'm going crazy and feel like I shouldn't just immediately assume that my husband is cheating on me with a longer haired woman. I asked my husband about it and he just shrugged, which makes me more paranoid as surely. This is something that's strange, so why is he so blasé about it? I'm starting to think he's playing it down to stop me from finding out the truth. It happened again two days ago and I asked my husband again. He dismissed it, but this time admitted it's strange, but told me the only explanation is that they must be my hairs. They are not. And after saying so, now he'll just ignore me if I bring it up. I don't want to assume my husband is cheating on me and accuse him of something like that over something so ridiculous, but I'm driving myself into the ground trying to work out how the hairs have gotten there without my husband dismissing it as nothing. During the lockdown, we haven't had any visitors that I know of, so I can rule out his sister. Jumping into the future, there is an update. I ultimately decided against getting a secret camera set up because ironically enough, I didn't want to betray my partner's trust. Though 
though part of me wanted to get one to squash any worries of someone living in my walls, as per some comments said. I did, though, plan to leave work early, which is something I've never done before. My boss allowed me to leave after half a day. Upon returning home, nothing seemed amiss. I was expecting another car on the driveway or parked outside on the street. There was no other car I didn't recognize. Quietly letting myself in, I was immediately confused. In the hallway, there was a pair of shoes I didn't recognize. And not only that, they looked like men's shoes. Standing in the hallway, trying to work out what to do, if I should sneak around or make my presence known, something happens before I could decide. My husband walked out of the kitchen with two cups of tea. By my husband's face, it was obvious he was surprised to see me. Playing along with my naivety, I asked my husband how could he have known that I was coming home to make me tea. Expecting my husband to lie, he surprised me by sitting me down and explaining everything. At the beginning of lockdown, his friend, someone I'm not all that close with because we've only met once, was evicted, lost his job, and had been couch surfing. So for some days over the past few weeks, this guy has been traveling to our house with the acceptance of my husband, using our bathroom to freshen up and attend interviews. He was also borrowing shirts and suits from my husband. As it turned out, my husband's friend has long hair and a beard. So it turns out my husband isn't cheating on me, but was hiding the fact that his long-haired friend was coming over to use our shower. After his shower, I ended up meeting Dave, and he turned out to be a very nice bloke, just down on his luck. I wished him the best for his socially distanced interview, and he went on his way. I asked my husband, why didn't he just tell me, as I wouldn't have had a problem with it. It turns out he was worried about my reaction, and me not liking his friend or approving of the situation. He also told me, Dave was very embarrassed about the whole situation, and didn't want people to know what he was having to do. I told my husband I was starting to believe he was cheating and he was shocked, having not even considered those implications while attempting to covering for his friend. I told him this whole thing was ridiculous and even suggested his friend live with us until he's back on his feet. Funnily enough, my worst case scenario, which was mentioned in the replies, was either a homeless man or woman living in my walls and sneakily using the shower. And though this seems to be half the case, I'm glad it wasn't a stranger as such that wasn't unwelcome and someone that wasn't living in my walls. So, was I the jerk for thinking that my husband might be cheating on me? The most glaringly strange part of this whole thing is the fact that the husband wouldn't have just told the wife. His first reason doesn't really make any sense. It kind of sounds like he's just lying without lying. He's lying by omission. He didn't want to tell her because she thought she would say no, so he decided to just do it without talking with her at all? That's a weaker reasoning when compared to the second one. The second one makes a lot more sense. Dave was very embarrassed about the whole situation and didn't want people to know what he was having to do. Before agreeing to that, the husband should have just been upfront and honest and saying, hey, I won't tell anybody about this, but I do need to let my wife know because she lives here too. I think that's perfectly reasonable, especially if you let him know my wife won't be telling anyone. I mean, she ended up finding out anyway, and she was bound to find out because she lives there. Of course, eventually something would happen, especially if this was a long-term thing. So even though the second reason does make a lot more sense, the husband should have just been upfront with the friend to begin with and then avoided all of this secrecy and confusion. But it was really kind of the wife to offer him just to move in until he got on his feet. That's something not everyone would do. So let me know how you see the situation down below and do you think the wife was the jerk for even considering that her husband might be cheating? Let me know down below. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you guys next time.